how to protect your energy during the holiday season or at any time for that matter. We are approaching Christmas, which is a time where we can find so much joy, so much happiness, so much love and make so many amazing memories with the people that we love. However, I know that for some people it can actually be a challenging time of year. It can be a triggering time of year. Going back to see family can bring back those generational patterns that maybe you're trying to break, maybe some of the people in your family you don't normally choose to spend time with, but you feel obliged to over the Christmas season. And so occasionally I get questions from people asking me, how can I keep my mindset feeling good, keep my energy feeling good when there's this person in my family who always triggers me or always brings me down. So I wanted to dedicate this video to anyone who's maybe feeling a little bit anxious in the run up to Christmas. You feel like you can't be yourself or you're fearing that you're going to end up having a conflict with this person. There's no one answer to this question but I thought I will give you a couple of tools that you can add to your spiritual toolkit to help you to protect your energy during this time. So make sure to keep watching the video all the way to the end because you never know which one is for you. So something that I often hear people struggle with when maybe they've been doing a lot of personal development, a lot of healing, a lot of reprogramming their mindset, a lot of changing the stories that they tell themselves now compared to maybe the limiting beliefs and stories that they were told by their parents, by their family. Something that often people struggle with is they get scared that if they go and spend time with their family that they may end up um, reverting back to old ways, old patterns and old triggers. When looking at a spiritual journey, it's easy for things to be easy when they're easy, right? But just like with growing in any area in your life, the times when you're thrown into the deep end, when actually it feels harder to feel calm, to feel at peace, to feel good about yourself, to have a high vibration, those times when you're in environments where it feels harder to do that, see it as a practice ground, see it as a training ground, an opportunity for you to grow stronger in your good energy and in your mindset. Of course it's easier when you've got your own bubble, when you've got your own routine, when you've got all your spiritual practices that you might do on a daily basis to get you feeling as high vibrational as you want to feel. And when there's no one there to trigger you back into old patterns, of course it feels easier. So the first thing I would say is embrace that if it feels harder or if it feels challenging, in your mind, you can reframe the situation as an opportunity for you to grow stronger and for you to practice this new way of being that you're working on, even in these challenging, triggering environments. The next thing is that even if you feel like you know better now or you've learns things that your family haven't learned or anything like that. Sometimes what can happen is that people get caught in their ego and they think that that makes them better than other people. Even if you feel like you've healed from some stuff and there's members of your family that haven't healed or don't do the spiritual practices that you do or 
are speaking negatively when you're someone who's working on being more positive, don't judge anyone. The ultimate sign of you being a spiritual badass is that you can love other people and hold compassion, patience, respect and space for everyone. Even if you're observing them saying things or doing things that you now choose not to do, what the ego can end up doing is cause you to feel like you're above that behavior or that you're better than other people. Whereas actually a truly grounded spiritual badass can love and respect everybody wherever they're at. So you might feel like you've had an awakening journey or (laughs) these kind of things which actually make me cringe when people say like, oh yeah, since I've had my spiritual awakening and they say that in a way where it just sounds like they're trying to show off that they're better than other people, do you know what I mean? But if you have literally had some form of awakening where now you can see and witness that certain behaviors or patterns that you used to do are not healthy and weren't leading to the best future for you, and then you go home and maybe you see people still living in those patterns, live and let live. Love people for exactly where they're at, be humble, be kind and you don't need to prove anything to anyone. That leads me on to my next point is that often during the holidays some people feel like there is a need to prove how much they've achieved over the last year, how well they're doing in life, all of this kind of stuff and depending on your upbringing that might be a really important thing for you. But again, if we're working towards being our higher self, being the best version of ourself, getting involved in those kind of competitive, trying to impress people games is a pretty low ego-driven state to be in. You can rise above that. You can rise above the need to compare yourself to your siblings or to other members of your family. You can rise above the judgment or the comments that you may be getting pelted with. You can rise above the pressure that it seems people may be putting you under. And you can choose to see all of these things that people may be putting onto you. Oftentimes, people are either saying things which we don't understand why they're saying it. They're usually either trying to come from a place of love but it might not translate very well or they're coming from a place of pain and so that pain ends up coming out of their mouth and in your direction for example you might have parents that are judging your decisions in life pressuring you to get married have children earn this much money achieve this career goal have a house own a car get a girlfriend or whatever And although that might feel really hurtful, really frustrating, really stressful, or any of those kinds of things, you can choose to see that they are trying to protect you from their fears, that they're trying to encourage you to have the best life, even if they don't quite realize that that might not be your version of a best life. 
But if we can translate it and go, oh, okay, mum's trying to show me love here. Oh, okay, dad's doing all that he knows how in terms of how to be a good dad. And even if I've been receiving it in a way where it doesn't feel good, I can choose to take a step back from it and see that dad's just trying to play the role that he thinks he needs to play or mum's doing that or they're trying to protect me from the things that they fear. So how do we respond? That's up to you, but when we can see that something is coming ultimately from a place of love, then it's easier to allow people to say their stuff and for it to not cause us to get all caught up in it. A less extreme version of this was my dear amazing grandma and in her family upbringing I don't know how many times she was told I love you or how much affection she was given as a child but one thing in a Portuguese Macanese family that was a big gesture of love was food and she would always make sure that there was twice as much food on the table and in the fridge than was necessary and I remember growing up thinking why does she always overcook sometimes we've all of us stuffed ourselves to the limits and yet it looks like the food hasn't even been touched and there's so many leftovers and I used to wonder why she would get stressed about what to buy for people food wise what to cook etc until then one day I realized that cooking and giving people food was a way that she could tell us how much she loves us was a way of her expressing her love for us even if maybe saying the words I love you didn't come as naturally to her and I remember one day it wasn't a big family gathering it was just the two of us and before and I had to leave the house I had to leave her house and she said oh before you go please 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 let me let me give you some food let me give you some food and we went to the freezer and oh, my heart you know she was looking in the freezer oh Lucy you know do you want these do you want these sausage rolls I was like oh grandma thank you but I you know I don't eat meat and oh thank you but you know we have a lot already and I realized hang on I keep kind of blocking receiving the love because even if I don't want the the sausage rolls or whatever she's trying to show me that she loves me so then I decided to choose to respond differently and I remember then one day accepting the food from her freezer and saying thank you so much grandma I love you too and her face she just kind of stopped almost a little bit shocked but then she smiled warmly at me and I I felt like that me responding to her in that way made her feel so much better made me feel so much better because I was receiving her gesture which was coming from a place of love instead of blocking or rejecting the gesture so it wasn't about the sausage rolls you know it was about giving and receiving of love another tip I can suggest is that if arguments start to happen if you can see conflicts coming up and you can start to sense them boiling up just like who is it one of the Kardashians Courtney Kardashian or something says I'm unsubscribing from this drama you know and respectfully and lovingly you can choose in your mind not to 
subscribe to the drama, not to put both legs, both arms, your whole body into being involved in the drama or in the conflict. You can choose to mentally and energetically just stay on a surface level and not bite the bait, not be triggered to go down maybe the same argument patterns that you normally go down. Sometimes the ego, if we feel like we're being wronged, we feel like we have to be right and we have to prove that we're right. But it's better to be kind than it is to be right. Even if these people might be triggering the heck out of you, remember that you can still choose to respond from a place of love and compassion, even if you don't always fully understand why people are being the way that they're being. I mentioned that sometimes people come from a place of love and sometimes people come from a place of pain. And sometimes there might be people in your family or in your friendship groups and they say the meanest thing sometimes or that you feel like you can't walk into a room without them saying something that is trying to make you feel not good about yourself, trying to make you feel small. And sometimes that can be really frustrating and, and it can cause you to ask why, you know, why would someone be like that? One approach is just to kind of tread lightly and hope that you don't become the target of some sort of abuse. Or another way to look at it is that there is no need necessarily, I'm not speaking for all people here, but sometimes there is no need to be scared of that person when you realize that actually inside of that person who is trying to cause so much hurt and pain, inside that person is a child, a small inner child who's hurting, who's scared, who has felt rejection, maybe who's been abused, who is so afraid of someone seeing who they truly are or hurting them that they must hurt other people first so that it's almost like a protective mechanism. And if you can think of someone where you think, hang on a second, I I get it. That's why. That's why they always have to cause pain to other people because it's actually a way of protecting themselves or it's a defense mechanism that they learned when they were very young, maybe when they were forced to grow up too soon. And now they still, even as a fully grown adult, seem to act from this place of causing other people pain in quite an immature way. When you can see that that's what's actually going on on the inside, again, that can allow you to be able to hold compassionate space and maybe even love for that person. Now, how to express this? I wouldn't recommend being their therapist and telling them this psychoanalysis. I wouldn't recommend you coming again from a place of ego and telling them, ah, the reason why you do all of this stuff is because you have unhealed trauma as a child. Da, 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 da. Don't say any of that, of course. But it can help you to see what they're doing for what it is, instead of allowing it to hurt you deeply and ask yourself, what can I do differently to get this person to like me? Just observe and know that, okay, here's another example of this person 
trying to protect themselves, trying to just say things first so that they get there first before anybody else does. Here they are, kind of acting like a three-year-old or a five-year-old. Just making that shift helps you not to feel the pain that you could otherwise maybe feel on the receiving end. Then what might happen? Well, actually bullies often only press buttons for as long as they work. So if they start to notice that they say something like that and it doesn't actually affect you, it won't take long for that bully to give up and stop pressing that button. It can be amazingly fast. That's something that my dad taught me. Or it might give you the confidence to turn it into a joke, to laugh and to, um, you know, suddenly feel a shift in the dynamic between the two of you. Or you don't have to do anything, but at least on the inside, it helps you to feel less hurt by the words that they may be saying. And then finally, you can do different things uh, to do with protecting your energy that can really help and make a difference to whether you let their energy in to your energetic field. So something that re brought to this channel and shared with all of us is, is a few exercises actually. One includes picturing an aura or like almost like a, a bubble around you. This is your protective bubble. And picturing how it looks now, maybe you might notice that it's looking a bit faint or weak or it might have holes in it or anything like that. And then using your breath, using your energy, picture that bubble being filled with light to a point where it is shining so brightly, there's no gaps in it at all, it's just this bright, strong, bulletproof, amazing bubble around you. So you can use your breath and use your imagination to create that bubble of protective energy around you. And this is even something that my auntie, hi auntie, <laughs> reminded me of um, in uh, recently, you know, nothing to do with Christmas or anything like that, but she reached out to me caring about how important it is for me to protect my energy when I'm putting so much energy out there into the world through YouTube. So, you know, this is something that I practice not just during the holiday season, but it's something that I'm practicing getting into the habit of doing daily. What I'll do is I'll actually link Ree's video below because it's a really powerful video where she gives multiple different techniques, energetic techniques of how to protect your energy. I know how much these things have helped me from, you know, my dad taught me a lot of this stuff, energy healers taught me a lot of this stuff, and different mentors have helped me to be able to look at people differently in a more compassionate way and in a less triggered and defensive way. Until next time, bye.